all out. I was just Smith. Welcome back to another week. Sorry, I missed last week. We were going to do all over authenticity and what it means to be a, an authentic motherfucker. Um, but you know what? And you know, I was like, mm, not really feeling like in the mood to record. Not really feeling in the mood to record. Sometimes we're not in the mood to do shit. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this right now. Hi, hello, she's having an existential crisis. Also, not too sure how this audio is going to turn out because I put a fucking glove over my mic because it's echoey as fuck in my apartment. I'm going to tell you this though. I'm having an existential crisis and I'm in being in all serious when I say this. Like, obviously the past however many months I've been in an existential crisis, but today something really just twitched right in my eye and I'm starting to get a little crazy. And these motherfuckers in my apartment, somebody is moving out of the apartment building and whatever movers they have moved, I feel so bad because their furniture is about to be banged the fuck up the whole day. They are just clunking shit down all the way down the fucking stairs. There's not an elevator in my building. There's not that many fucking floors. Again, if somebody wants to come and murder me, it'd be really easy to figure it out. Lo and behold, anyways. So if you hear some shit, these motherfuckers have been at it all day long. Also, uh, my face. <laughs> Let me tell you guys this about filler. I've been talking about it for however, it seems like I've been talking about it for ages now. I got filler in my face. We came, we, we named her Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It shifted from one eye to the other eye to my jaw. I literally looked wonky as fuck. It literally looked like somebody took a baseball bat to my face and just like wonked that shit up. Um, but we keep it real here. I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, say, oh my God, you know, cause there's some of those bitches that First of all, we'll say, and not to say that I haven't said it before. We all say some shit and then we change our minds and that's fine. But you know those bitches that are like, oh my God, I would never get filler or whatever. And then like they have a whole face of filler and they're just lying and say they've never gotten filler in their life. I keep it real, bitch. But unfortunately for me, I can no longer get filler in my face ever again. Turns out, again, a super small percentage of people that get filler in their face ends up being like, ah allergic to it, people that typically have autoimmune diseases. I knew that I had IBS, but I guess that, you know, I could actually have like a true autoimmune issue and it can happen five to six months after. Anyways, the filler that I got was supposed to be dissolvable. Technically it is, but my face encapsulated it into, and I don't know if I talked about this in the last week's episode because I don't listen to my episodes after I record them if you wanted to know, because I just hit record uh, edit that sit and then press send and never look back and never plan to. <laughs> but uh, my face basically, uh, I think I did talk about this. You know how some people, they get their tits done and then their body kind of rejects it and encapsulates it and rejects it and then builds this like film around their tits, like their implants. That's what happened to my face. And then it was really hard to shove a needle into that. So I've been on like antibiotics and steroids for about a solid month now, probably a little more. And I didn't know this, but steroids make you fucking hungry hippo. So I've been eating like a fucking cow that hasn't been grass fed in years is what I'm, I'm chomping everything down at the bit. I'm not even kidding. I've finished three jars of Nutella. At this point, besides the point, there's still filler in my face. There's like these little hard lumps in my face and they did an ultrasound on my face, injected more dissolver. My shit ain't dissolving. It seems like I'm just going to have to go on steroids every time it gets inflamed and, you know, rinse and repeat. Lo and behold, filler isn't for everyone. And now, you know, I wasn't always quite sure. I've said this before, you know, if I was going to get work done, what I would get done. And, you know, one of the things I was like, maybe I'll get my tits done because... 
Um, I don't know if you've noticed, like, models like Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner, you know, people don't know if they've had a mom, whatever. It's, they've gotten, I personally think, if you look at images, I know people have that second puberty development throughout their life. That hasn't happened to mama yet. I'm 22, almost 23 here in a month, and um, that uh, second phase of puber, pubertic... I'm making shit up. Uh, the second phase of puberty where you like do a second development and like people all of a sudden get tits hasn't happened to me yet. And you know, that very well could have happened to these two fine ladies, but it looks like they got their tits done. And that's how I would get my tits done if I ever did. But now I'm kind of thinking probably not because my body's probably just going to reject it. And maybe, you know, I know we're all supposed to be staying all natural, but you know, the bitches who get their shit done, they be looking fire. I'm not even going to lie. They be looking fire. And if anybody who says that they don't look fire is just a hating ass and skia bitch. And that's the thing. I think I've talked about this before is like Bella Hadid. We all know the bitches. And I love Bella Hadid. She's like my favorite model. I think she's like cool and hot and sexy and fun and all those great things. But we know that she's lied about having plastic surgery before. I don't know if you guys, if you're a bitch like me, I watched like the in-depth YouTube video of like all the work that she's speculating about. But the thing is, an, an ugly bitch could get the same work done and she's not going to look like Bella Hadid. Like, you have to have l the looks already. Like, you can still tweak your shit, but, like, if you don't got the looks, you don't got the looks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, unfortunately, I don't think that I'm going to be able to get my tits done, but I did see this one thing that could work. But the thing is, I would have to be pounding fucking Wendy's five for fives every day along with a fucking McDonald's half pounder. Uh, is that there's a thing called where there's a doctor. <laughs> I hate that I even fucking have this information and knowledge in my brain. This is sick. The society we live under is sick, bitch. Um, but there's a doctor out in Los Angeles, if anybody else is curious, that they can suck the fat out of different parts of your body, like your thighs, your belly, whatever, and then they can like cleanse the fat and inject it into your tits or like other parts of your body. Kind of like a BBL, but not a BBL, like for your titties. And again, like I'm like uh, tall and skinny. So I mean, I don't have too much fat to uh, be putting in my tits from other places. But um, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Again, I'm going to have to be pounding fucking chocolate cake, McDonald's half pounders. Uh, maybe I could. Maybe. Fuck me though. Because you want to know something, guys? I'm not wanting to share too much of what I've been doing in my life. I applied to my master's program. I didn't want to share that with anybody. I got accepted to a fucking really good program abroad. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say what. I'm not going to say when because I don't know if I'm going to go. It's going to be expensive as fuck. I've never taken out student loans. I've said this before. I graduated college debt-free and actually ended up getting paid to go to college because she was a trailer park baby. We know this. We've been through this. Um, traumatic events lead to getting a free degree. I think that's fair. I think the, the, the work in therapy and the shit that I've had to go through, you know, it's, I promise you, I promise you, <laughs> if you're jealous of me graduating uh, college debt-free, you you shouldn't be, bitch. But um, I've never taken out a fucking loan before and finding scholarships to go get your fucking master's program. And it's like, I don't even necessarily want to go back to school, but it's also like, Education is valuable. It would be valuable. I would be interested in it. And if I'm going to do a career change, it would be great. But the thing is, is, is that, okay, not that you guys give a shit. I'm so, I know, I know. But the thing is, is that I'm interested in a lot. 
and this shit is expensive, so I want to make sure it's right. And then it's like, do I force myself to go right now because I got accepted? Or do I wait it out a year and hustle and work and do all this shit? But I'm afraid that if I don't do it now, then I'm not going to force myself to do it. And so mommy is having an existential crisis panic attack. I've been fucking popping this pussy trying to get any scholarships, grasping at freaking straws at this point, begging. I'm like, who has a scholarship for mommy? And of course, it's like my ass does everything last minute. So everybody's like, the deadline is closed, bitch. Honk, honk. Polar Express pulling out. <sighs> so that makes me a little bit uh, suicidal. And trigger warning for all the bitches that, um, you know, I tend to say um, things like, I'm going to kill myself often not with the true intentions of actually doing so, but it can be, be very triggering to people. And I'm just kind of like, get a grip. Anyways, though, so the other day talking about pulling at straws, I was thinking about this with men and men, men, for all my male listeners out there, you've got to stop. You got to stop doing this shit. It's embarrassing. I don't think you men are understanding that like you are disappointing and embarrassing. I was talking about this the other day is that I was talking to this guy that I was starting. I mean, I'm not actually like fucking dating anybody. And my ass is just like in la la land over here. But you know, I was interested in somebody a while ago. And, um, you know, when you start to like somebody, you kind of stalk them. I'm not going depot, divo, stalker mode unless it is like, because like to me, I'm just like another boring motherfucker. Pass. But I was starting, it was getting to the point where I was starting to stalk this man. And this is where I'm telling you, men, you are embarrassing and you look desperate as fuck because um, men are kind of like vultures in the sense of you go to their Instagrams, you go to their social medias, and this is where I'm going to start dating men that don't have social media. <laughs> but that's kind of weird too, because what if you get murdered? I guess you could get, why is that? I think that's a subconscious fear that I'm just going to get murdered. I think it would be honestly a relief if somebody just took me out though, like honest to God. Okay, to the point, to the fucking point, get to the fucking point, Aja, is that men will be following new bitches every single day on Instagram. And it's just like, how fucking desperate are you to get some pussy or to get somebody's attention? And it's like, they will be following six new women a day and these women won't even follow them back. And they're just like consistently follow, 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 follow. And it's like, first of all, who has time for that? I don't even follow fucking four new people a day. And if I do, it's a fucking cake bake, TikTok, a slime video account, a photography account, or like some stupid dumb shit like that. But these men are out here and then you look at that and then you, women start to notice. Like when you start to be interested in somebody, you're like, okay, what is the vibes here? What are the things? And I know that it's, we're all casual, whatever. You could be casual as fuck with seeing this person or talking to a person. But as soon as they pull some shit like that, it just is like, and that's an ick. That's disgusting. Like that just screaming, I'm desperate and will take anything and want anything and want attention from anybody. Disgusting man whore attention skinks what? <laughs> oh, that's so fucking stupid. Um, the other day though, I was wearing this hat. You guys, I posted on my story. I like took some pictures and I thought it was cute. I thought I was giving Gwen Stefani winter, winter wonderland 
bad girls club vibes with like my little makeup and shit. I have this hat, but I, I, I put this video up and some, I was like, should I wear the hat? Like, what are we thinking of the hat, everybody? Does anybody like this hat? And somebody fucking told my ass I look like Tiny Tim. And I'm so pissed that I even knew what Tiny Tim was. It's from a fucking play because my brother, when we were younger, he used to do uh, plays all the time. And uh, he was in a Tiny Tim play. I'm not even fucking quite sure what it was. But uh, never again will I be putting on that hat. Like sometimes you think, ooh, I'm going to try to like do something different with my style. Switch it up. Do something a little different. A little funky, a little crazy. And then you look like a fucking narc. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. The accessories are minimal from here on out. You guys know what I want to do. Um, first of all, let's do this. Let's get in this because this is what I post about. I always say I'm going to talk about one fucking thing and then I like, I'm like, mm, don't feel like talking about it. Ha ha. She's inspirational. That's how I'm feeling. The other day I was having a long, deep, hard talk. Well, not a long, deep, hard talk, but I was having a talk with a friend and, you know, we were talking about what, what I'm doing with my life and, and she was very inspirational. This is why I love having friends. I talk about this pretty often and I feel like I talk about it pretty often because it's not very fucking common and it's kind of hard to do is being authentic. So Google is saying authentic. It is worthy of acceptance or belief as conforming to or based on fact. First of all, who the fuck is writing definitions like that? That doesn't even, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but that sounds so ass backwards. Like, just say it means that you're worthy of acceptance of being your fucking self. How about let's make that the definition? Aja Smith Urban Dictionary. I should make that a website. Maybe that'll be another side project that I start because all I seem to do is start shit. But no, it says also um, of undisputed origin, genuine AF, original, real, actual, true, sterling, undisputed, rightful, legitimate, legal, valid, the real thing, honest goodness. Because I feel like sometimes it can be hard for us to say, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And I'm rocking with that no matter what the space is that I enter into. And that can be fucking hard, especially to hold your values, your truth, what you care about. And then to say, that's what I stand by. This is who I am. Not that you can't change, but the the thing is like, you're not going to let an environment, people, places, things, anything like that alter or change you from saying, this is who I am. And this is the truth of who I am as my being in existence. And that can be fucking hard. And one thing, because I was talking about my friend about it, and we were talking about my podcast and what, you know, because we were, I was talk, talking to her. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. Oh my God, I'm going to like TMI share. Literally, guys, I thought I was going to have, and like, this was a true test of me standing in who I am as a person, because this year for me has been really staying true to who I am, regardless of what it means for opportunities, regardless of what it means for friendships, regardless of what it means for anything. I was just like, okay, I'm going to stand by what I want to do, who I want to become, what I believe in, and everything else can go to the wayside. And there's a lot of loss that comes with that. Anyways, the point is, is that, you know, we were talking about authenticity and, I was talking to her about this meeting that I had first that I have fucking today for a scholarship 
I'm probably not going to get the scholarship. Basically, they're saying we rarely ever give these out, but come in and talk. It's still going to be a good opportunity, but I was really anxious because the person that had invited me to come to this meeting sent out this invitation, part of this board, out to a bunch of people and had introduced slight introduction to me put on something about a podcaster, social media, and things like that. And that's the first time where somebody has introduced me into your group by my podcast and like to people that are of importance of to what I want to do with my future and who I am. I immediately started to freak the fuck out because I was like, oh my God, like what are these people going to think? They have no idea like who I am. And like, if you can look from the outside, I look fucking crazy. I say some crazy shit. I talk about my vagina. I talk about my asshole, my bodily autonomy, getting filler in my face, uh, just having sex, my vibrator, Lawan last week, I literally gave a fucking spiel over how I masturbate. And like to the average person, that's a fucking lot. And for me, I immediately started to have like this internal crisis of like, oh my fucking God, these people are going to fucking hate me and I'm not even going to have a fucking chance. And then I had to sit down and I was like, Aja, you need to chill the fuck out because at the end of the day, regardless of this opportunity or regardless of this whatever, you don't want an opportunity or you don't want support from people who don't accept you or want to support you for who you truly are. And this is who you truly fucking are. So it was a time of like true test of, okay, this is what I do. And I do talk about my asshole. And why do I do it? Because I fucking enjoy it because it's something that's very liberating to me. And my friend was asking me because I was talking to her about it. And I was like, fuck, I, I was like, just thinking in my head, I just want the opportunity to talk about, you know, why it is that I do these things and all that before people giving their initial judgment. But again, it was just like a fear thing, whatever. So then we got into a conversation and maybe this would guys will help you to kind of me talking about what I'm doing, helping you. And this is partly, I don't think I've ever talked about it. And she was like, definitely talk about this of like why I truly started a podcast and why I do a podcast. And for one, it was to force myself to be authentic in a space and talk about things that yes, are sometimes funny, but also sometimes that like topics that are uncomfortable that a lot of people don't want to talk about that it might be taboo. But it's like these things that are uncomfortable are all things that as humans, many of us go through. So it's like, why not fucking talk about it? There's so many times I like with my filler in my face, I was trying to figure out what was going on with my health and my face. And I only had a few Google search fucking things to go on and nobody talks about when you get filler in your face or you get shit done like that how it could go fucking wrong and that's uncomfortable to talk about or the fact that how you are with your sexuality can be uncomfortable and nobody was talking about that and there was nobody to relate to when I was like looking this shit up and so she was like why do you feel the need you know you do a podcast but why do you feel the need to be so bold and that's just genuinely it it was like the thing is is like to me and I know you guys don't give a shit. But again, I'm talking from my experience to hopefully encourage and inspire you all to say, fuck this. And this is who I am. And somebody else the other day, why do you feel the need to say fuck off all the time or fuck you or fuck that? Like, it just feels like a lot, like very ragey and very bold. And to me, I was like, oh, (laughs) That's kind of interesting you perceived it in this way because when I say fuck them bitches, fuck it all, it's not like you're projecting actually onto other people about it. It's more of an empowerment thing of fuck all of that shit. 
this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and this is what I stand for. It's not about that because a lot of times people and environments can put restrictions on you. That's why we hear so many people say, or they graduate from high school and they're like, fuck my hometown, fuck the people I went to high school with. And a lot of times it's because the environment we grew up in is very restrictive. It's not very open-minded. A lot of people tend to be judgmental of change or judgmental of something that's different. So when we're saying like, fuck that, it's not like the people are that because you could still go back to your hometown and decide to show up as yourself, who you are presently today or to those people. And those people could also have changed and be accepting, but it's more of the fact of like, I'm not going to let that idea in my head and that restriction in my head hold me back from being and doing as I want and who I am. Anyways, I feel like that's just a huge fucking long tangent. But another thing is too, is like when, when we decide to stand in truth of who we are and what we believe in and what we like, even if we're like, oh, I'm trying to think of things, but it's like, again, honest to God, when we stand in our truth and we're like, this is who I am. This is what I enjoy. This is what I like. This is where I want to go. And being really real about that, it allows space for you to be able to talk about it with other people that are like in a similar interest and find a space where you feel seen and you feel like you can be yourself and you're not being judged. I was always scared that people weren't going to like me or accept me if I showed up as myself because the true me is outrageous. The true me to a lot of people is very obnoxious. The true me is very like, oh my fucking God, can you shut up? Like, or why are you talking about this? Realize that if I didn't show up as who I wanted to be, that I would never find the people who would accept me for that and want me to show up as myself and also support that and make me feel seen and make them feel seen. And like at the end of the day, when we think about authenticity and friendships in life and now I'm like getting off the track. I know I'm getting fucking sappy. I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting like sappy McSap sap every fucking episode. <laughs> She's going through an existential crisis, but I want people to show up as themselves, to dress up, to dress how they want, to create how they want and to, and to do all of these things without restriction or judgment. That's why when I see somebody, sometimes you look at somebody and you point and you're like, oh my God, why are they wearing that? Or You've seen somebody that has their hair spiked all the way up and we're like, wow, that's crazy. But to me, I think that I've gotten to a point where I'm like, holy fuck, fuck yeah to that person because they don't care if somebody thinks they're fucking crazy. They woke up in the morning, they looked in the mirror and they were like, I'm smudging black fucking shit all over my face. I'm hairspraying my hair to stick straight to the nines. This is who I am. It makes me feel good. And I'm like, wow, that's empowering. You don't give a fuck that other people are going to sit here and call you crazy because it makes you feel good. And this is who you are. And a lot of the times I think that a lot of us are afraid, not always, but I'm just thinking like from looking at people in general, when I like look at people around me, I'm like, yeah, that's them. But like, and not that you always have to be like super crazy or outrageous or whatever to be your authentic self. You literally could fucking put on a... burlap sack and fucking moccasins and literally be plain old Jane and that's your authentic self like it doesn't mean that you have to be outrageous or you have to be bold or you have to do those things but for me being all out I'll just Smith, this podcast is all out. The version of me that is all out is very out- outrageous, is bold, is talks about things that are uncomfortable or taboo or things that I find interesting. And it's like when I see other people standing in their 
authenticity. It's really inspiring to me. And at the end of the day, that's what I want for everybody to just be them fucking selves and us just be like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And I think sometimes too, when it comes to, sometimes it comes to also likability. Because I think a lot of the times we alter who we are to our core dependent on if other people are going to like it and what likability means. And you got to think something that's been like, I know it sounds so silly, but honest to God, Lady Gaga is one of like the biggest inspirations to me ever because she did not like she was doing something so crazy wearing a meat dress, wearing these crazy outfits, making music videos that were like, people hadn't seen that before. And supporting LGBTQ rights and all of these different things. And she didn't care. And she didn't give a fuck if if people thought that she was crazy, if she thought that whatever. And through her being her fucking self, look where it got her. She literally is like the one of the fucking biggest artist of all times, she was doing the craziest shit that rung true to her and people were attracted to that. People were, and it's like, if you're scared of being yourself, just think of the most outrageous people that have been so successful by simply just saying, fuck all that shit and I'm going to be myself. And you're going to find the people that support that. And you want those people to support you for you being you. And again, it doesn't always have to mean that you're this like big, crazy, outrageous, bold thing. How inspiring and empowering is that? That it can be scary to say, if I if I stand true in my power, what if I lose the friends that I have or the job or the support or whatever? And like sometimes, yeah, we have to watch out for those things. But at the end of the day, you're going to find new friends. You're going to find new support. You're going to find new opportunities that align with who the fuck you are, bitch. Remind yourself of that. And like something for me too is I used to go into a space and I would always see these really beautiful, cool women that weren't maybe necessarily, uh, how do I put this? Like uh, traditionally attractive or their style was a little bit funky or different. And some, and I always noticed these people and I was like, and not that I wasn't myself, but I always really noticed these type of people when I was out in spaces and I was like, they're so fucking cool and they're so different from the rest. And like, they're just like something about people being themselves and just being different and standing in their authenticity, not caring about being liked because knowing that, you know, the people that being liked by everybody, I mean, not that you want to be a fucking cunt, but, or a bitch or anything bad by, by any means, but I remember like seeing women like that when I would go into like coffee shops or stuff like that. And I would always be like, wow, this person just exudes confidence in themselves. How can I do that? Because then I would be like, oh, like, what about me? Like, I'm not like what I might, I'm feeling okay, but I'm not really feeling, ooh, truly standing in my power. And I think that's something that I've always been really, not to like fucking sound like I'm bragging, but always felt I was like confident with to be able to be myself and not really give a fuck. But then I would see people like that. And then I felt like even more so like, Aja, you're you're not really truly stepping into your power completely. And it wasn't until I think that like, there was a couple times this year where I was like in a really dark space. 
or like just in a, just in a dark place in general. And the way that I would get myself out of that was doing things or, um, dressing in ways that felt like me the most on that day. Like whether that was, and I know it's silly, but like external things really do carry energy and really do carry how you feel about yourself. One of the most inspiring things for me when I was like feeling really down or feeling like, how do I become, how do I feel like me? And how do I like step into this power and this confidence? And let's talk about restriction because something for me too is like a lot of the times feeling restriction in society about why do we feel restricted to be ourselves? And like, I think of it in this way, and I'm going to go back to the high school point, is that when we are in high school, think of our environment. Everybody says like you're a product of your environment. And that's so true. You've got to think like how hard it is to just want to be yourself when everybody's one way in a certain environment. I think that's why a lot of people find inspiration from moving to like different cities or moving to a bigger city where there's like a, there's a lot of different variety and a lot of different acceptances to be yourself and explore what that means for you. And it's like, where does that restriction come from? Because like for me, when I think about where I came from, uh, the restrictions of exploring who I was as a teenager came from what was normalized in my environment. And in my environment, it was super fucking cool to be super religious and go to youth group and wear Birkenstocks and t-shirts and be the visco girly. That's what the fucking environment was. And like, that's, it didn't really, not that that's bad. Like, again, if that's who you fucking are, that's who you fucking are. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, when there's only typically one standard for what it looks like, it's really hard to explore that and change that. And then it goes into what does success look like? Because when we're in a community, what does success look like in that community? Because then that's also going to put a restriction on, like not on you potentially, again, like you are the mastermind of your life and you can change that. But in an, an environment like this is why I always say it's so good to move out and, and get a taste of something different than where you come from. Because again, if you've only ever had fucking chocolate cake, how do you not know the triple chocolate double fudge down with the fucking chocolate rosette on top isn't better. You know what I'm saying? Or like fits you a little bit better. You're like, mm, that's easier on my stomach to slide down. I hate fucking analogies. I don't know why I do them so fucking often. But what does success look like in your community or your environment? Because that can make it feel like in a restriction of hey, can I be my authentic self in this? Of course you can. And I think as we grow up, we like recognize that even more, but it still can place that and make you want to change or do little tweaks here and there to better fit and to be successful in your community because everybody wants to be successful. But what does that look like? You know, there's a little bit about authenticity there. And when I think about me and like, I'll just share with you guys just so you fucking know what my authentic self looks like. I mean, come to this podcast every week and I fucking show up as myself. But, you know, what does the 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 name of this podcast is All Out. And the reason for it to be All Out is for several reasons. All Out being we can talk about All Out. We can talk about anything. We can talk about it all. We can talk about every taboo topic to my fucking personal life to boring ass shit. It can range all across the boards. It can talk about me being sappy and inspirational to me being a fucking cunt. I'm on zero to 100. That's why it's mainly all out. And secondly is all out because of 
I want to be all out. I want to be the most authentic, all out version of myself. And that's how I want to show up in my life. And I wanted to reinforce that by doing a podcast that did so and inspires other people to do so because it's important to fucking be ourselves. And for me being all out, when I think about what makes me feel like the most authentic version of myself, it is to be a little bit vulgar, to be expressive. Like the most all out version of me is a highly expressive person. That's just who I fucking am. And for the longest time, I thought it was a bad thing because most people were like, oh my God, why is this bitch so fucking annoying? Why doesn't this bitch shut the fuck up? Like so on and so forth. And now I'm just like, that's just who I fucking am. There's something within my soul that has an innate need to express myself. And that's in several different fucking encompasses. When I'm not blabbing my fucking mouth, I'm writing, I'm drawing, I'm creating. Like it's maybe it's the Sagittarius stellium in the fifth fucking house. If you're into astrology at all, the all out version of myself is expressive. She's loud. She's bold. Is somebody that wants to feel sexy. I want to feel free. I want to feel authentic. I want to be, I I don't want to be restrictive, non-restrictive, feeling confident, sensual, unapologetic, vulgar, sultry, fun, outrageous, expressive. That is all out to me. That's what it means to me. And like to everybody, there's an all out version of yourself that it means something to you. And maybe you can sit down and write down in your fucking journal this week, what does being all out mean to me? And I know that sounds so fucking ridiculous because the name of this podcast is all out and that sounds corny as fuck. I'm aware, but like genuinely at the end of the day, or like what is the most authentic, all out version of myself look like? What does that feel like? What does that like think of things? Like I sat down and I started to think, okay, what is what is it that I feel? And those are the things that I just left listed off. What is it when I dress a certain way that makes me feel those things? What are the materials? What is the food that makes me feel that way? Is it a fucking espresso martini? Espresso, espresso, what the fuck ever. I know somebody's going to say, she said espresso. Is it a certain colors? Is it certain songs? Is it certain things? And like, what is it that makes me feel like the most authentic version of myself? There's something really empowering about even just writing that down and knowing that about yourself. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to go talk to people today, but you know, I was really anxious about going and I was freaking the fuck out. And I was like, Oh my God, most people look at me and they go, this bitch is out of her goddamn mind. And yeah, sometimes that scares me. But sometimes I have to remind myself, this is who I am. And I don't want support from people that don't support who I am. Not that everybody has to, but I don't want the support or the friendships or the connections or the jobs that don't allow me to be myself. And I was talking about this today. There's something within me that just wants to deny and reject anything that makes me feel restricted. If I want to wake up and wear a low-rise miniskirt, which I know that's fucking stupid example as well, then I'm going to fucking wear it. And I'm not going to fucking work some job that says, "Mm, no, you can't wear that here. And to most people, people would be like, oh my God, really, Aja, are you kidding? To me, it's just like, I'm not willing to give up some of those things. Like, if this is who I am, I'm only on this planet Earth one time in my fucking life, why the fuck would I not wake up and do what the fuck I want to do and figure it out a way to make that work? I read the book this year, Designing My Life. We all have issues and problems and like part of it is just finding what you're willing to accept and put up with and what you're not and like what it means to be you and what you want your daily life to look like. Something for me is that some people look for 
the weekends or certain things to look forward to. To me, I want to find little joy in every day. And little joy looks like putting on what I want to put on in the morning. And if that means me looking like an absolute slob and not brushing my hair, not brushing my teeth, putting on a fucking hoodie and a ripped ass fucking pair of sweatpants, again, that is something to me that like that I want to be able to make these decisions and have these freedoms in my life. And I know I'm talking from personal experience, but it, it really goes to show us how we show up authentically for ourselves every day, because those are the small things that bring us joy. What is it that I'm going to do? What is it that I'm going to feed myself today? That's going to make me feel good. And I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks. For me, those are certain things that it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not willing to give up this certain decision because it, it means it rejects who I am and what makes me feel like myself and makes me feel like I have the freedom to do as I want in my life that I only get to live once. YOLO. I say that shit all the fucking time. I know that shit's corny as fuck, but there is honestly not a more inspiring quote than you only live once because you think of something you're like, this fucking sucks or I don't fucking like this, or should I, shouldn't I do this? Should I go buy this fucking plane ticket and do this crazy ass fucking thing? My thing is you only fucking live once. Do that shit. I don't know. I think at the end of the day though, life is all about like who I am, what I like, what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. What does that look like for me? Because what's going to make you happy? What's going to make you feel like you? Because I would hate you to be 65 fucking years old and be like, man, I really let the world or a lot of things restrict me from being who I am. I really let the world stop me from dancing in the middle of the fucking street on my way to get my fifth pumpkin spice latte of the day. (laughs) Absolutely the fuck not. No, absolutely the fuck not. YOLO. You only live once. You're only here once. Do that shit. Problem solve the fuck out of that shit. If you want to work from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. and sleep during the day, you fucking figure that shit out because it's going to make you feel like you and it's going to make you fucking feel good. Designing a life that perfectly fits you makes you feel like yourself, makes you love yourself, makes you enjoy the smaller moments in every single day, I think leads us all to a more fulfilling and happier life. And that's all I ever want for anybody is to be inspired, to live their life freely as human beings and say, this is who the fuck I am. And where are my people at? Where's my tribe at? Where's my community at? And I think that if we do these things, you figure out who the fuck you are, you write that shit down, figure out what you're willing to not and not give up, you're going to find people and you're going to be living like the most happy, fulfilling life fucking ever. Like there's no other fucking options. And that's just where I'm at in my life. And some people would be like, what you're doing is not conventional and what you want is fucking insane. And I just say to that, yeah, but I'd rather fucking try this than to do some shit that makes me feel like I can't live my life the way that I'd like. And these motherfuckers are so fucking loud. I swear to fucking God. Yeah, we're here. This is what I wrote in my notes app. We're only here once. Don't play it. I'm going to read it in my super fucking annoying voice. Like a, I don't even know. What should we name this voice? We're going to name her. Um, oh my God. I had a fake ID. Maggie. I had a, I found that. I had a fake ID and the girl's name was Maggie on the idea. And then every time I would get drunk, my alter ego, my friends would say Maggie's coming out. So this is going to be Maggie. We're just going to name her also Maggie. This is what she wrote this week. We're only here once. Don't play it safe. Be outrageous. Be all out. 
Be the person you fantasize about. Be so individually yourself that people look at you sideways saying, damn, that bitch is weird as hell. That bitch crazy, but that bitch cool as fuck. Live in your skin, create shit, and don't forget to say fuck it. (laughs) I love being cringy. There's nothing more in my fucking life that I have grown to love than to be cringy because I know that people are like, oh my God, that's cringe as fuck. But I'm just like, yeah. Um, Now that I've been like inspirational and fried my brain on really getting my ass ramped up over being authentic and uh, whatever the fuck I'm trying to preach about because I'm a Sagittarius dogmatic as fuck. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode because I'm getting a headache and um, because after today, I'm going to really be reevaluating the 360s of my life. (laughs) Give this podcast a five-star review now. Do it now. Like, I see that you guys all fucking listen to this podcast and it's like, what, you guys just are fucking phoning out? Just take the three seconds and press five stars. I fucking, I can see you, how many fucking people listen to this podcast and not even a fucking fraction of you have left a review. So please go leave a review and then follow the podcast Instagram for an occasional shit show. This past week I posted about how many times you should be masturbating a week as if I'm some fucking scientist. I just pulled that shit from some fucking sex expert therapist and try to source shit, but I think it's still good information. It's still, you know what? There's shit posts on there, you know, you know, so follow it if you want. It's all out Aja. Um, leave this podcast a five-star review and, um, you can go to the website alloutwithaja.com if you want to leave a suggestion or just DM me and that's it.